0: All right, good morning, everyone. You know, it's a little different for us all having to uh, do many posts and and streaming today, but we're thankful we've got great technology that we can at least try to reach everyone and to offer some hope and joy in the midst of uh, all of the turmoil that we've been going through over the last uh, several days and looks like weeks to come. Well, today I want to bring a message to you that is entitled, Having Peace with God, or How to Have Peace. It's in John chapter 14, verses 25 through 31, and I'm going to read that passage to you, and beginning in 5 of John chapter 14, I have spoken these things to you while I remain with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit the Father will send him in my name, will teach you all things, and remind you of everything I have told you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give it to you as the world gives, that the heart must not be troubled or fearful. And it goes on to say that you have heard me tell you, I'm going away, and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced that I'm going to the Father because the Father is greater than I. You now, before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not talk with you much longer because the ruler of the world is coming. He has no power over me. And the reason why Jesus is talking about coming and going is because of the giving and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. As Jesus uh, sends to the Father, uh, the Holy Spirit uh, interacts and kind of interchanges within our own DNA so that we have the comforter within us. So how can I turn today to have peace in my life? How can I have that individual peace? In all honesty, these are probably the two most important questions that we could ever ask uh, throughout our lives. It's where can I turn to have peace, and how can I have peace? In many cases, peace is, is you know, trying to, to look for things externally in our life, but it doesn't last. Peace involves many different things. It involves what we see, it involves what we hear, it involves what we think, it involves what we do, and where we go. And the answer to those two questions that I asked a moment ago, where can I turn to find peace, and how can I have peace, are the answers found in what we see, hear, think, do, and go. The premise of this message is first to know peace, one must know the God of peace. In fact, the words that Jesus speaks in John 4, verse 27 that we read, he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. These are words spoken to his children. These are not words spoken to the unbelievers, words spoken to his followers, spoken to his disciples, the people who know God understand what Jesus is meaning. He's not speaking to a world that's rejected Him. He's speaking to those who know Him. And so the challenge is we've got to know the God of peace in order to know peace. It is the word spoken to those who have already come to believe in Him and those who reject Him. He says in order to know peace first come to me. So let's Six areas be- very briefly, the areas that can bring enhancement, that can bring balance, that can also help us to understand this peace. And I want us to think about the things that we think about. So think peaceful thoughts. Think peaceful thoughts. I'm, I'm not presenting to you the power of positive thinking, although that does help, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3 says. Isaiah 26 verse 3 God will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on Him. And as a Christian, our thinking process is our thought patterns. And it is, has the influence over our life. So when we keep our mind on God, it influences our thought. Therefore, it influences our mind. If you were able to go to a restaurant <laughs> or go to a department, uh, then you would understand that those who serve you those who are expecting something from you, uh, you as well, Something you pay them. But when you do not get the service and you do not get what you expect, therefore you begin to have faults in your mind, maybe something that, that is cultivating that's not wholesome. faults that you and I cultivate in our life is very important. The thought of keeping our mind stayed on Him is very important to keep our thought pattern the way it is, that honors God and keeps us focused. And so, in all the thoughts that we think, in the process of our mind, the Scriptures teach a truth. We cannot create or recreate peace. It comes from our mind being on Him who is God and what He has done for each of us. So, we cannot obtain peace by thinking of of, of creating peace, it has to come from God. Whether it's in the situation that we have or whether it's in uh, the fears that we have, we've got to keep our mind on Him. Philippians 4, verse 7 says, The peace of God shall guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So think peaceful thoughts. Number two is to see peaceful fights. Hebrews 12, verse 2, Look unto Jesus, the finisher the author and the finisher of our faith. If not careful, we join the millions of people who watch the danger and destruction displayed whether it be on our television screens or we see it happening before us. And before too long, that gets a part of our process in our minds and hearts because we're not seeing peaceful things. So look for the peaceful things in your life. Look for what God is doing. Look for what God is doing. Look for what he is doing in your life right now. Look for what all the good that is happening for you personally as a family. Look to those things. Jesus says, peace I leave unto you. Peace not only depends on what we think and what we see, but also in what we hear. So we need to hear peaceful peaceful thoughts or peaceful sounds. So we think peaceful thoughts. Uh, we also, uh, in the process of that peace, we see peace." and now we must focus on hearing peaceful sounds. Faith comes by hearing. One of the great things that happens to me when I'm kind of uh, up in the air uh, with some turmoil in my own life or I'm stressed out over situations and I get in my car, I'll try to find some music that helps me to relax and get my mind focused back on God. A lot of Christian contemporary music can do that and can provide uplift. So, When you're at home during these times that you may be hunkering down or trying to uh, honor the the wishes of our government and officials and health officials, uh, and you just find yourself just a little bit, uh, your stress level rising just a little bit, just cut on the radio. Stream some music on your phone or your device. Uh, Many television cable channels have music channels, Christian music play, if you have the old, old record player, uh, put a record on. Whatever form that you have, music in your, um, your heart and in your home, you'll, you'll see what happens. You'll begin to have a little bit greater peace as your mind again is put back on God. Remember the premise is to know God. You, in order to know peace, you've got to first know God, and your mind must stay on Him. So focus that music that helps you do that. It's powerful. Peace is powerful. To enjoy peace, to remain peace, we're encouraged to listen to the wholesome, uplifting sounds that we can hear God's powerful voice speaking to us. I firmly believe what we hear will have an impact on what we do, how we do it, and thus it will affect our peace. It will determine times the amount of peace that we have and through what is going on in our lives today and beyond, it can affect what we do and what we say. So not only hear those peaceful sounds, now number four is this, speak peaceful words. Talk of all His wondrous works. Why is it easy to talk with someone about a great bargain we find in a store or a certain item that we Um, have discovered than to talk about Jesus. To talk about some type of hobby we enjoy than it is to talk about whom you worship. Why is it easier to make a a cutting comment to someone who may have aggravated us than to say, I'm sorry? Why is it easier to display anger when at the same time, uh, harder sometimes to show humility and affection? We're challenged to talk about the goodness of God his wonderful works, his life, and every opportunity that God gives us. To have peace, we are challenged to speak, remembering, as, as, as he says, a soft answer turns away wrath. To speak very kindly. One man said it best. What we say affects what we receive. So think about what you say. To speak peaceful. And number five is this, is to do peaceful deeds. Hebrews 13, verse 21 says, In every good work, do His will. There's a difference in doing good things for someone, and it's different than doing the will of God and honoring God through doing those things. The difference might result in the destiny that one is heading. As we look around, we cannot help but see many people in great need today. Some are sick, some are frail, some are are even unable to care for themselves, some have financial difficulties. Some are disabled. Some are depressed. Some are easily injured. Some are addicts. The list goes on and on. And I believe peace awaits those who have a lending hand, a caring hand to others, not because of the sake of goodness in their heart, but because of the goodness, the love of God that's permeated the Christian's heart that challenges us and beckons us to help those who have a need. And I love this statement. Everyone can comfort someone. Everyone can comfort someone. Peace might have something to do with what we think and what we see and what we hear and what we say and where we go. And last of all is this. Attend peaceful places. Now, come on into the church and we'll have a very peaceful time. But obviously, we will get back to that. But... Find places in your life that are peaceful. Psalm 122 verse 1 says, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. You know, today I'm going to challenge you to make your home a house of the Lord. I'm going to challenge you today to set up a place that's very important to you in your home. Maybe set up an altar. Set up a place that is very special to you and your wife, you and your children. Just yourself. That you can maybe bend, bow on a bow your head on a bended knee, and go to God and offer your prayer. Let it be a spot that's very personal and private, and a spot that you know in your home is your place of worship. You know this may be something that a lesson that we can learn through all this challenges in greater ways beyond our even imagination, and to realize that we're worshiping God and God is speaking to us in that worship and we're listening to His small, still voice. Ask yourself this question. What are the places in my life that as I look back that I go to the most? To put it another way, the places I attend, will they help me? Will they hurt me? Will they hurt my influence or will they help my influence? It is important to know that our we are says more to others than what we say to them. Every Sunday morning, I travel to this place knowing that others are watching. Why? Not because I've got an obligation, but because I enjoy worship. I enjoy people. I enjoy being a pastor and a shepherd to people. And if anyone asks me, where am I going? I'm not bashful to tell them. It can influence someone else. I've had neighbors ask me, where do I go every Sunday morning when I pull out of my driveway at a certain time? got a pattern. And yet it's because God has a priority in my life. You know that in your own life that God has a priority for you. So where you go says a lot about uh, who you are and what you believe. The challenge is to be watchful about those places. Why not agree? Go where God is invited. Go where God is invited. I love the next two statements. To be a witness means to live in such a way that one's life would not make sense if God didn't exist. To be a witness, and I'll repeat that. To be a witness means to live in such a way that one's life would not make sense if God didn't exist the second statement we do not stand in the world bearing witness to christ now listen to this we stand in christ bearing witness to the world we do not stand in the world bearing witness to christ we stand in christ bearing witness to the world our witness is more effective when we attend the right places and our peace is enhanced so how can one have peace I'm going to give you a quick challenge. First of all, it's about surrendering one's heart to God through confession. That He is Lord and believing that He is alive forevermore. Second of all, as we come to know Him, we grow in the resources that are ours and we deepen our relationship with Him. So there comes a time when we surrender and then it comes to the time where we begin to grow. And third of all, within us will be the peace that passes all understanding. enhanced through what we think, say, do, and go. So have you come to know peace? If not, it's very simple. Just bow your head and say to God, God, I am a sinner. Come live within my heart. I want to make you Lord of my life. I surrender my heart to you. Please forgive me. And thank you for dying for my sin. It's a very simple prayer. The angels in heaven will become silent and, and God will listen to your prayer and celebration will happen as you can surrender your life. And ask yourself, what areas of your life do you need to surrender to enhance your peace? Is there a certain area in your life that you need to surrender to enhance your peace? Well, I know in And through the lessons that I'm already learning these last few days, and I know in the days and weeks ahead, are good. And so take the time that you have now that you can't be as much out and about and you're not mingling as much in larger crowds, that you're in a place of protection and safety is to do as we said this morning with the group of people that met in our parking lot, is to be still and know that He is God. To recognize God is on the throne, and He's on His throne in your life. To recognize that your responsibility to God is to be still and listen to Him. Worship Him in spirit and in truth, and watch God communicate wonderful things. Guys, we're here to help you through this process. We're here to be a pastor to you, and you can reach out to us at any time on our website of gatheringcommunitychurch.com. There are numbers. There are people that we put in place with contact numbers that you can reach out for help if you have needs, if you have concerns, have prayer requests. There's emails, uh, email accounts that you can email us some questions. Uh, You can reach out to us with prayer needs, and so we look to help you through this process. Let me pray close out, and I will be uh, looking forward to each and every week, a little bit more so next week as we put some music together and we worship together um, a little bit differently. So uh, thank you for tuning in. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you that we we bow in your presence to recognize your goodness, to recognize your operable grace, to recognize your hand of help, to recognize that you're a God who understands what we're going through not only in our world but all over the world and that what has happened in this day and time is not a surprise to you and there's nothing that's too big and too large that you can't handle and there's no request that you will not turn away and so Father we cast our, our request to you, we cast our life before you and we ask for that peace to settle down within us and that we understand how wonderful and how powerful Your peace is. Father, we also pray for those all around us. We pray for those in the health care profession, those in our grocery stores, those that are essential workers all over who are doing work all behind the scenes, even those that power our homes and those who provide water into our, our homes, all those that continue to work. We ask for their protection. We ask for their safety. And we ask for each and every one to be cooperative in spirit as we love each other in a great way. Father, thank you for the lessons you're teaching us. Thank you for the moments of being still.